0: THE BIBLE IS A BOOK INSPIRED BY GOD THAT CONTAINS ANSWERS TO YOUR QUESTIONS. THE BIBLE REVEALS JESUS AND EXPLAINS HIS SACRIFICE, CONTAINS GOD'S PLAN FOR THE FAMILY, ALSO HAS THE TRUTH ABOUT LIFE AND DEATH. JOIN US AS WE LOOK FOR ANSWERS TO YOUR QUESTIONS AND HELP YOU KNOW YOUR BIBLE. WELCOME BACK TO KNOW YOUR BIBLE. The show where we answer questions for 30 minutes, and they're your questions. So if you've got a question about the Bible, uh, this is your program. This is a place to get those answers. Uh, find out something that you've always wondered about, or where something is, or what this means, or is that doctrine in the Bible. Uh, Maybe it's in your life, something going on, or something you read in the news, and you wonder, I wonder what God thinks about that. We'll try to find you an answer in the Bible. So website, phone number on the screen, use those anytime to get in touch with us. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about, and you direct the program. Uh, we just answer as quick as we can, and I got two helpers so we can keep moving quickly. Jeff Martin's down there. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Toby Levering here in the middle. Hi, Toby. Hi, Steve. I'm Steve Tandy, and we're going to answer as many as we can today, but you always get one. So here's your viewer question of the day, multiple choice today. Uh, which Old Testament character was not at the transfiguration? Uh, a couple of people showed up on the mountain with Jesus, and uh, Moses, Abraham, or Elijah. One of those wasn't there. Which one was it? And we will give you the answer at the end of the program. Uh, Toby gets to start us off yeah. today, so yeah. get us going.
1: We have a question about God's chosen people. Will Jews who have not accepted Jesus be saved because they are God's chosen people? Uh, Jews are God's chosen people. Uh, according to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Uh, but that does not automatically mean that all Jews will be saved. God chose Israel, God chose the nation of Israel uh, to, to raise up a Savior. That's the story of, of Jesus and the story of how Jesus came into our world. Uh, he was the, the nation of people descended from Abraham that God chose uh, to bring in uh, his beloved son who would come in the flesh. And uh, so some people believe that because of this, if you're descendant of Abraham, uh, as part of God's chosen people, that means you're automatically saved. Scripture seems to indicate differently. Uh, Jesus himself said this in John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, no one here includes Jews and Gentiles said so to be saved whether Jew or Gentile, anyone, uh, must come to God only through Jesus, only through obedient faith in Him. Uh, the the New Testament teaches in several places uh, that Jew and Gentile are alike. Uh, they all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's no difference, no distinction, and all of them uh, are saved only by His mercy and His grace through Christ Jesus. So, um, everyone needs, uh, everyone needs uh, salvation from sin, everyone needs a savior, Jews and Gentiles alike, and there's only one savior that the scripture points to, and that's Jesus himself. Uh, in fact, we're t- told this in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, uh, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Uh, so, no, the, the answer is there's no one who will be accepted or saved if they are outside of Christ. Uh, that extends to both Jew and Gentile. So the way to salvation, uh, the way to uh, eternal salvation is only through him. Hope that helps you.
2: All right. Uh, I think I've got the next one. A viewer wants to know about blood transfusions. Does Acts 21:25 forbid blood transfusions so uh... let's go right to that verse first this is a this is a common belief among uh... some christians one specific denomination Um but let's look at what this says acts twenty one twenty five but as for the gentiles who have believed we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality so they're telling the new gentile converts uh, what they should and shouldn't do uh, and this is nothing new to the, the Jewish side of Christianity at the time. If we look back in Leviticus 726, uh it says, Moreover, you shall eat no blood whatever, whether of fowl or of animal, in any of your dwelling places. So there what, what people did was they took these verses that said, You shall not consume blood, and they moved this concept to something more modern, which was blood transfusions, basically saying you shall not receive any blood. Uh, there are a couple things wrong with this. Uh, number one, when when this was written, uh, whether it be in, in Leviticus or Acts, uh, d- blood transfusions didn't exist. Uh, so this couldn't have been talking about blood transfusions. Uh, number two, if you look at this from from in a logical way and you look at what Christianity is, uh, it's very hard to say that giving your blood to save someone, Uh, is not something that a Christian should do, in fact it seems like something that a Christian should embrace. Uh, Christ's blood was offered for the forgiveness of our sins, which saved our eternal souls. We are to share that with everyone, but I can't think of a a more apt physical manifestation of that than to save someone's soul by, by giving, or sorry, save someone's body by giving blood. Uh, so, no, uh, Acts 21 does not forbid blood transfusion. It forbids the consuming of blood. Blood transfusions weren't even on the radar then.
0: <laughs> All right, Dave. Since you guys have been talking about Gentiles, I've got a question about Gentiles here. Okay. viewer says, I thought Gentiles were people without God. Uh, what's the real definition? Well, actually, you're pretty close there. Uh, <clears throat> the real meaning of the word Gentile, the Hebrew and Greek words that are translated Gentile in our English Bible, uh, literally mean the people, the nations. And the Jews used that term uh, to refer to everybody else, the others, if you will, Uh, because the Jews were God's chosen people, as Toby was mentioning. Uh, He had revealed himself to them first. And he hadn't revealed himself in the same way to everybody else. So the others didn't know about God. And in, sometimes the Jews really looked down on the others. They considered them unclean, they called them dogs, they wouldn't have anything to do with them uh, because they weren't the chosen people. So in that sense, yes, Gentile does mean somebody without God. Uh, now that was the way it was in the old testament but the old testament also prophesied uh, that god would bring the light to the gentiles uh, it talked about the messiah including the gentiles so by the time we got to the new testament that's what jesus did uh, jesus started talking to samaritans which was really cause for concern uh, for the jews because that was and other people. Uh, But Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman, Uh, Peter later preached to the Gentiles, Cornelius, Uh, Paul went to them as a missionary and there was discrepancy about that in the early church. (coughs) In fact, Jeff's question about the letter to the Gentiles, that's what it was about. Uh, How much of Judaism should new Christians have to practice? And uh, the apostles decided, well, not very much. (laughs) So uh, that was how it happened in the New Testament. And by the time we got to Paul writing Galatians, here's what he said about Christianity and Gentiles. Uh, Galatians 3.28, he said, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. So Jesus came, uh, brought the light to the Gentiles, to the others, and uh, there's no difference now in Christianity. Uh, Paul said in Romans 1 16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God for the salvation, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. Uh, so that's the way it worked throughout Bible history. Uh, The Jews got the revelation of God first, and then the Gentiles did. And today there's no difference. So that's what Gentile means, and you're pretty close. They were the people without God, but now they know God. All right, let's take a moment and talk about studying the Bible. I know that's what we do uh, question by question and little bit by little bit. Uh, But that's not the same as sitting down and understanding a passage of Scripture, understanding a book, uh, understanding the life of Christ by reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, That's why we advocate home Bible study. Uh, We want you to study the Bible on your own. It's God's Word. It's got everything that you need for life and godliness. And uh, we've got some tools that we think are very good helps to get you studying the Bible and form a habit of Bible study. Here are eight lessons in the very first set, and uh, we send those to you one at a time absolutely free of charge. Uh, once you get through those and graduate, you go on to some other courses uh, that study the life of Christ, uh, the book of Acts, the history of the church, uh... interesting studies that keep you studying the bible for a long time with know your bible study tools uh... if you'd rather do that online we've got some options here just log on to one way dot dot org and uh, they'll get you set up with some online questions you can sit down with your phone or your tablet and uh, do something useful. Instead of looking at TikTok or whatever you do now, you can study the Bible a little bit. So uh, there's some options for you. Use the website or the phone number to get in touch with us. Tell us you'd like that free course or log on yourself to org. Get that started for yourself. All right, Toby, what's your viewer up to here?
1: question about uh, soul sleep. Uh, someone showed me in the Bible that the dead are just in a deep sleep until jesus comes back is that true well there are some people who believe that doctrine Uh, the doctrine is called soul sleep Uh, it's the belief that after a person dies that their soul sleeps uh, and waits the uh, coming resurrection day the judgment day and uh, it's just basically in a in a totally sleepful state. <laughs> there's not There's not any awareness, awakeness, um, and uh, I, like I said, I understand the doctrine of soul sleep. I don't believe that it is biblical. Uh, when the Bible, there are some verses that people who believe that will use to make their case. When the Bible refers to A person sleeping who's died doesn't mean their soul is in literal sleep. It just means that that was kind of a a euphemism because when a person who's died, they look basically uh, like they are asleep, the physical body does. It's just a way to describe a person who's died, but it doesn't describe the condition of their soul. And we know that from other scriptures in the Bible. We have to be careful when we're building doctrines that we take the whole of Scripture and not just select verses. And so the reason we know that soul sleep, this idea, this doctrine, this teaching, is not biblical because of other verses that are in the Bible, and which we have to uh, also account for. So let's look at a couple of those verses. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 27 says this, and just as as it is destined for people to die once, And after this comes the judgment. So for a believer to be absent from the body, when you die, your soul leaves your body, uh, means you're present with the Lord. This is what Paul uh, referred to, to be uh, absent from the body meant you are present in the presence of the Lord. Uh, For unbelievers, of course, this is going to mean everlasting punishment. So um, what we can see from Luke chapter sixteen is there seems to be kind of an in between. The, the 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 term for this is Hades, the Hadean realm, the realm for the dead, a place. But in that realm, according to Luke chapter sixteen, in the account of the rich man and Lazarus, uh, both of the people on in the Hadean realm, uh, the rich man and and Lazarus himself, they were awake, they were aware, they knew where they were, they remembered people that they left behind. So, it these scriptures contradict the doctrine of soul sleep. Uh, Luke chapter uh, 16 uh, specifically shows that after you die, uh, you're going to be both awake and aware. Whichever destination you go, you're going to know. So, no, we don't believe that the Bible teaches the doctrine of soul sleep.
0: All right, Jeff. Uh, God killing humans. Yeah, pretty that straightforward
2: happened. one. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, it, someone wants to know, or viewer wants to know, has God killed humans? And the simple answer here is yes. Um, now, of course, there are many times when God allowed humans to be um, to be killed. We can't escape that logically, but there are biblical instances when God Himself put forth events that killed humans, and then there are many who will point out this fact. And they'll say, I don't want to serve a God like that. I don't want to serve a God who murdered people. Uh, But you need to look at the attributes of God to understand this, specifically that God is perfectly just and cannot do unlawful things. We know that God is justified in taking the life of those that He created. Uh, We have a good example of this biblically in Genesis, so let's look at that together. First of all, we're going to go to Genesis 7. 21 through 23 it says all flesh that moved on the earth perished birds and cattle and beasts and every swarming thing that swarms upon the earth and all mankind of all that was on the dry land all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life died thus he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the land from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky and they were blotted out from the earth and only Noah was left together with those that were with him in the ark. The water prevailed upon the earth one hundred and fifty days. So this is the account of the flood uh, that obviously from this verse took a lot of lives. In fact, all the life on earth except for the, the people and the animals that were in the ark. Uh, the, the, the phrase that answers this viewer's question is found when it says, He blotted out. Uh, he is... Capitalized there. There's a reason, it's because this is referring to God. God blotted those lives out. Uh, so you can't escape that. Uh, if you go back to Genesis 6, and this won't be on your screen, you can see why God did this. It says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great um, on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So God, again, was just in His actions. God is always just. Uh, Even when it's hard for us to understand God's justness and rightness and His wisdom, uh, that doesn't make God any less correct or any less perfect. So again, yes, uh, God has killed humans justly. I will also add that He's also given humans the opportunity to live eternally uh, because He sent His Son uh, and sacrificed Him for us. But the answer to that question is yes. (coughs) All right, got an
0: interesting viewer question here. we got a fan, and they want to know, could you move to another channel so you wouldn't be preempted so often? Uh, We appreciate your faithfulness, and uh, we know that we do get preempted every once in a while, uh, and we know that we usually get a few calls or uh, notes about it in emails. People want to know why we weren't there and all that, and we appreciate that. Uh, We've got no control over that. Actually, the, all the networks have a contract that says they've got the right to preempt us for uh, anything that they want to. Basically, uh, sometimes it's a current event, uh, rarely, but sometimes something big's happening in the world. Uh, I remember the day that they caught Bin Laden uh, or caught uh, Saddam Hussein over in Iraq, found him. Uh, It was on a Sunday morning, and we got preempted because all the channels were covering that news. Uh, So they've got the right to do that, and we can't change it. Uh, And the question about could we find another channel that's better, uh, not really, uh, because we're on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and CW uh, in different markets, Uh, so we're on all of them already, basically. Uh, And... uh, they have all got different reasons for preempting us. Uh, mostly it's sports. And depending on which network we're on, they've got different sports, uh, football, tennis, golf, Indy 500, uh, even soccer sometimes. Believe it or not, we get preempted for. So that's the way it works, and we have to, have to tolerate it. Overall, it's not many. It's usually two to three weeks a uh, year. Uh, so it's not too many. of uh, uh, This year, the reason this viewer asked the question, they probably uh, got tied up in the Olympics. <laughs> uh, the year of the Olympics, we usually get taken off for three or four weeks in a row. So uh, this was an extra bad year for, uh, or 22 was an extra bad year for preemptions. but. No, the answer is no, we can't do much about it. Now, here's a tip for you. Uh, If you tune in and we're not there, we're preempted for some reason, and you don't want to watch the the football game or whatever, uh, get your computer out, go to knowyourbible.com, look for the archives part of it, and click on that. AND YOU CAN WATCH ALL THE OLD PROGRAMS THAT YOU WANT TO. YOU CAN WATCH LAST WEEK'S, uh, AND ANY BACK PAST THAT, YOU CAN EVEN PICK THE ONES YOU WANT TO WATCH, AND I GUESS YOU CAN FAST FORWARD THROUGH THE QUESTIONS YOU DON'T WANT TO HEAR, SO THERE YOU GO. There you go. <laughs> uh, BUT, NO, WE'VE PUT UP WITH PREEMPTIONS, and. That's the way it works in the broadcast business. All right, let me take just a moment and invite you to visit a Church of Christ near you. Churches of Christ keep us on the air and uh, produce this program. And today, let me mention the home church of Know Your Bible, uh, Northside Church of Christ on North Meridian in Wichita. Uh, Northside is the church that produces this program, started it years and years ago. and. Uh, Provides most of the financing. Uh, Jeff and Toby and I all attend and work there. So, a uh, great group of Christians, great youth group that Jeff heads up. Uh, lots of activities and opportunities uh, for families, especially. We've got a great children's education program. Uh, have a uh, Celebrate Recovery meeting on. Uh, Thursday nights if you're interested in that. Uh, lots of things going on at Northside, and we invite you to come be a part of us, visit us sometime. Uh, be glad to meet you. Make sure you introduce yourself to one of us. Uh, so whatever market you're in, there's probably a Church of Christ near you. I invite you to drop in and visit them. Uh, tell them what you heard about them on Know Your Bible. All right, Toby, here's an interesting one.
1: (laughs) Yes, Uh, before I jump into that question, you mentioned knowyourbible.com. For people who are looking, maybe we answer a question, uh, there's a great search tool on that program archive so they can look up scriptures and topics. Uh, If we've answered something in the past and there's something you'd like to know about and you know you've heard us answer but just can't remember exactly how we answered, Um, that's that tool has been helpful to a lot of people as well so good good mention there on the on the website so the question that the viewer puts forward is did Adam and Eve have a Bible well My answer to that is no, not in the traditional sense. Uh, Usually, when you and I think of a Bible, we think of uh, the word Bible simply means books. Uh, We think of a book like this, or maybe an app on your phone uh, that has the collection of those 66 books 39 in the old, 27 in the new. They didn't have anything like that. Actually, they had something far better. <laughs> they had the author, uh, the, in, the one who inspired all of those books, and they walked in relationship with him, at least at the very beginning. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 it will not be on your screen, but I'll read it for you. Uh, it says, They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and the wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden Well, of course, that's when sin entered the world. But it gives us some insight that Adam and Eve probably had a walk, talk, uh, actual relationship in the beginning before sin entered the world. So uh, in that way, it was something far better because sin hadn't messed things up and they were able to have full relationship. Of course, chapter 3, verse 8 is uh, just the beginning of human beings hiding from God and saying he is hard to find. Now, the rest of Scripture is the story of God pursuing us and coming back to us through Christ Jesus and redeeming us through his Son. But no, they didn't have a Bible in the traditional sense, uh, but I do often wonder about what their conversations were like uh, and what they, what that uh, first relationship must have been like. So uh, the Bible doesn't tell us. Maybe we'll know someday.
0: Hopefully. Yep, it's hard to believe that they got talked to him every day and, and still fell. Yep. <laughs> For Satan's lies, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I'd have said, "Wait till tomorrow afternoon. I'll check with God." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense.
2: Uh, okay, I've got the, the the next one here. Viewer wants to know: Does the Bible say anywhere what death will feel like? Uh, the Bible tells us a little bit about death. Uh, Just a few verses. It says a few things about death, uh, but nothing specifically about what death will feel like. Uh, We know, biblically speaking, that everyone will die, uh, and that's not news to anyone. And that after that death, they will face judgment, and then they will spend eternity in one of two places, either heaven or hell. Uh, Now usually these questions come about because people have heard about or had near-death experiences and they've experienced what they thought was heaven or they've experienced what they thought was hell and they come back and they write a book about it or tell everyone about it and everyone gets really excited. Uh, The problem is we have no way to prove that. In fact, many times these things have been disproved. Uh, So unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at that, uh, it remains a mystery. Death is a mystery to Christians. Um, all we know is that death is certain. And uh, beyond that, all we know is that we want, obviously, all of us and all of our viewers, uh, when that time comes, to be with God and at peace with that inevitability. So uh, to answer your question again, the Bible really doesn't say anything about what death feels like.
0: All righty. We've got a second here. Let me throw in a question that we get pretty regularly. Uh, People wonder about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. Uh, they wonder if they 're the same. They read in some Bibles, perhaps Holy Ghost, and they hear him referred to as that. Uh, they want to know the holy Ghost is Holy Spirit the same thing, or are they separate? Uh, the answer is they 're the, exactly the same it 's just the terminology when uh this King James Version was written in sixteen eleven uh Ghost was the term used for spirit, and uh, it had no negative commenta- connotations it 's just the word they used, uh, very common, uh, but nothing spooky or mysterious or creepy about it or anything. Since 1611 uh, ghosts have come to mean other things to people uh, like haunted houses have ghosts and uh, uh, white sheets floating around are ghosts and and all that kind of thing. So in the more modern translations uh, ghost sounds a little strange to refer to a a member of the trinity Uh, so spirit is usually used as the english word for the word spirit in the bible so holy spirit is what we traditionally use today but holy ghost is exactly the same thing Uh, the holy spirit is a divine personality of the godhead he's part of the trinity Uh, When God said, let us make man in our own image, he was speaking of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, uh, yeah, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, exactly the same thing. Let's make sure we get our trivia question answered today. So if you know this little bit of Bible trivia, uh, which Old Testament character was not at the Transfiguration. Moses, Abraham, or Elijah, and it was Abraham that missed out on that meeting. Uh, The Transfiguration was when Jesus was transfigured, uh, glowed brightly, uh, God giving His approval to Christ's work on earth, and He was joined there by the law, Moses, and the prophets. Uh, Elijah represented them. Uh, The disciples wanted to build a temple to commemorate it, but Jesus said no. Glad you've been with us today and hope you come back next week to uh, hear more of your questions on Know Your Bible. Until then, we hope you have a great week. Know Your Bible has been presented by the Churches of Christ in your area.